Hey, welcome to Mother and Daughter Conversations. I'm Deborah Sharif. And I am Kai Sharif. <laughs> yeah. And we're so happy that you're joining us. And, and just to kind of briefly um, talk about as two founding members of Daughter and Mother and Daughter Conversations. No, we it's just... com- wait, it's Conversations with Mother and Daughter. You got to oh. say it right. That's right. Converse, you're absolutely correct, daughter. <laughs> it's conversations with mother and daughter. And um, we have such rich, filled conversations and we talk about everything that we wanted to share with the, the world, um, our conversation. And and there was something that happened today that, Kai, I would love for you to, to share with what happened on your Facebook post today. Oh, okay. Um, so this is something that happens often and I'll, and I'll just give a little precursor so you know everyone understands that social media is you know the new everything and so since this pandemic you know um social media is even more prevalent in people's lives because it's just increased exponentially in the sense of how we are you know like since social social media and social distancing is like becoming one thing now right so mm-hmm people are more active and when there's things that happen in the world we have all kinds of people from all walks of life kind of weighing in and so you know beyond just the political uh, I guess uh, the Democrats and Republicans and independents we just have regular people who have opinions and thoughts about what's happening in the world and so when you are a person of color oftentimes what ends up happening is you are forced to in these social situations to kind of prove your position prove that your you know the thing that is true for you and what your experiences are as a person of color you know are kind of it's our job to like prove to others like we are in pain this is really happening this is not okay and then we have people like white people i'll just say what it is who require who ask us to prove it like oh what's your evidence what's this and they don't they don't want to accept our realities and so anyways i've been raised by my revolutionary mother and i don't i don't hold that same position i don't feel the desire to prove to white people of anything and so i had this situation where um, there was a uh, someone who made a post, and I often, my mother knows this about me, I do not participate in chatter and like, you know, those conversations with long, you know, I, know, I never do. But for some reason, this particular post I read, and I decided to review some of the comments, and um, it was about the uh, white people who had walked um, to a, a state um, a location armed. And so when they did that, um, you know, people were saying if this was black, the, the, the post was if this was black or um, and Latino men walking down doing the same exact thing armed, you know, you know, this, the, 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 it would be a negative thing. I'm not going to say what they would say, but yeah, they just said it wouldn't be the same outcome. And so we had all this chatter and then this one gentleman mentioned, you know, that he wants proof he says you know i don't understand why um you know what you know that you say that for certain that was his language you can't say that for certain that you know if 
black and brown people walked in uh, walked to the state that would happen you you can't say that that's what's that's going to happen so he had this belief system that you know just because we all know that it would most likely be a different outcome you know he was unwilling to accept it so he made a comment and i responded to his comment and then he responded back to me saying that i still don't have he still didn't say any proof and so i responded and i'll read my comment <laughs> mm-hmm. um i said it is not my job to provide you anything you research for yourself i love how white people think it's on us it's not on us to convince you to have humanity for others or compassion for victims who have been systematically disenfranchised you choose not to do your research because you are more comfortable in your ignorance as a person of color i'm required to have compassion for you because it's forced down our throats and you have the privilege to put your nose in the sand and ignore humanity for my people google it yourself if you really care i am not your keeper of your spiritual awakening only you can open your eyes and choose compassion humanity and understanding if it is all at all possible for you mm-hmm. so that's what i responded love it <laughs> and so me and my mother got into a, a chit chat about it and i was like we should we should this is this is a conversation this is a dialogue that we need to have across lines as well as relieving black people who feel like they have to prove themselves to white people or they or if when a white person says you know prove it some black people will feel the desire and the innate you know passion to try to prove and validate what we know is our experience mm-hmm. and that's and I just mm-hmm. don't want our people to feel like we got to work this hard for humanity work this hard for compassion work this hard to for investigation you get what i mean like absolutely you know, we 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 are worth more than you know having to work for it and we've mm. gone through enough as a people that it is their job to do the research it's their job to do the investigations and to have these dialogues and to actually have the quest of connection and it's no longer on our on us to do that so absolutely and and you know i hope this message gets out to other folk who you know respond to ignorance and sometimes these are trolls just trying to get your goat and just trying to get you emotionally you know responding and if you're responding to these idiots then you don't have a focus on what the real issue is and that is economic development for our people which is crucial you know i and and just on that same um on that same note uh, i just read uh that home depot president is is supporting donald trump and that to me it, you know sends out a message that even though we have home depots in our hoods but we need to we need to protest we need to boycott rather not protest we need to boycott so when we know that whites that are definitely our enemies uh supporting Donald Trump who has been miserably poor with responding to this serious pandemic uh just think about the people who are incarcerated they're still not i just signed a couple of petitions today 
where um, incarcerated people, uh, they don't have masks for them. They don't have gloves. They don't have social distancing procedures. And of course, COVID-19 is going to run through the, the prisons like mad if they don't have those those procedures in place. So we are in a, uh, a failed state of emergency, particularly with black people, because we know what COVID-19 was uh, intentional to do was to kill us off. And, and the unfortunate thing is when I think about you know, um, earlier it was the focus was on Asians. Asians were being discriminated against. And a couple of media folks got together and said, hey, we have to change this narrative. We got to change the narrative from the Asians being uh, targeted and let's put it back on black people. And so, you know, again, I'm sure that, you know, in some instances, because, you know, black folks live in the city and we're right on top of each other. And of course, there is a resurgence of COVID-19, which is uh, unfortunately affecting the, the community of color. But it also brings up another crucial uh, situation, a scenario, is that our people are in poor health. And if anything, this pandemic, what it's done for me personally, is made me focus on health as opposed to anything else, because you can't do anything if you don't have your health. But the bottom line is they changed the narrative. So now I, I, I took, um, one of my pets um, was sick and I took uh, keep uh, Shaka to the, um, to the hospital. And just putting that narrative out there in the media, mainstream media about black folks, you know, dying unproportionately and all this crap, I think they're over-exaggerating. The, the woman, had me step back before she brought out my pet. And I noticed that because I was sitting in my car, you know, with social distancing is a different procedure when you take your pet to a, a clinic. And I noticed that she didn't do that with the white folks who were coming up. But because of that narrative, I'm, you know, oh, uh, black people, they got COVID, all of them got COVID. So, that, so that's the kind of scenario that we're in. And we do have to be sophisticated, Kai. We do have to be very, very mindful of what's happening in the world. And the most important thing where, you know, we don't want to be taken off our focus from that idiot that responded to you because you better believe the trolls are out there. And now that people are focused on just staying alive, they're not focusing on the fact that Russia is interfering with our elections, that Russia is interfering, that Russia is sending trolls to make sure that black folks do not become empowered. And we have to be mindful of that. I mean, I, I hear you. I agree a lot with everything you're saying. But I also want to be conscientious of, you know, those, you know, the blame conversations of the of different entities, Russia and all. Like, I don't believe any of it, to be quite honest with you. I, I feel like those are distractive. Even if it's true or not, it's 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 the it's the conversation or not the conversation it is a platform on and it's intentionally to uh set on these uh media platforms for us to you know be having the blame game and we're sitting here playing playing ping ping pong about oh it's the russians sorry that's my daughter who's in my bathroom next time (laughs) (laughs) okay baby thanks um and you know, and and that there's four things that we have to prioritize. Number one, like like you said, health, 
health is 100%. And what is health? It's not just about going to work out. You know, it's about it's nutritional health. It's the foods that we're putting into our bodies, you know, mm-hmm. being more plant-based. Even though I'm a vegetarian, my mother is a, is a vegetarian, you know, that we have family and friends that are that eat meat. So we're not like saying, oh, everyone become vegans or vegetarians or pescatarians. We're saying just eat more plant-based. Let that be, you know, 60 to 80% of the meal, you know, amount of foods that you're mm-hmm. eating. That is going to combat and build your immunity, combat any type of viruses or inflammation in your body. You know, be intentional, like focus on nutrition-dense foods, colorful foods, more greens, more of that that's going to be helpful second thing is mental health you know it is not healthy for people to watch the news to be on social media be completely engulfed in this madness and that's what i call it it's madness Mm -hmm. to keep us confused to keep us fair to keep us to activate our already you know challenging um mental health issues um or whatever underlying mental and spiritual um, support that people need you know they're being distracted with this with this pandemic and the third thing is business start your business start becoming business minded you know st- you know empower yourself to build your empires there's lots of um, uh, supportive things you can invest in um, to start your businesses and you know everyone has different kinds of businesses but you know go into, into business for yourself or join other business oriented people and just 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 to piggyback off what you said i want you to finish your thoughts on the other things but um when you talk about entrepreneurship now is the time to get the training because many of the universities are offering free training for entrepreneurs on negotiation on i i just took a a course the other day with score score which is the retired uh businessmen's um businessmen and women organization that they're retired and they give free advice. But anyways, I was on a workshop free. It was great. Um, They even have um, opportunities for you to, um, you know, to to have legal work. You know, if you have just like I just got finished writing two children's books, um, which is on Amazon, you know, Amazon.com right now. And, uh, you know, the kind of help that you get, there's so many online free opportunities. I just wanted to mention that as you were talking about entrepreneurship. Absolutely. And, and I even, I have, I'm so grateful because I have the best mentors in my corner. Um, all of them are um, pushing my, my entrepreneurial um, ventures to the forefront. And I'm learning so much from my mentors and my business coaches. And so there are marketing strategies, branding strategies, business, profit, cre- you know, profit creation strategies that are easy to implement even if you're just starting out so mm-hmm. if you really want to infuse you know profit into uh, your business it, it, it's it's possible and it's, the information is out there ready for you to access um, and the fourth thing um, is economics it's, it's community economics it's being super intentional and conscientious of how you spend the dollars that you do have. Who are you supporting? You know, I consider myself a conscientious consumer. That's what I call myself. When I go out and I buy something, I I check labels, I see who the owners are, I do the extra pre-work 
Um, so when it comes down to my my like body products, my hair products, my household products, um, who I buy from for my clothing, um, when I anything, and and it's really great because right now um, there's so many um, family-owned businesses, um, black and brown-owned businesses, women-owned businesses, and family-owned businesses. I think it's important that we you know it, we don't have to specifically. Um, you know, just focus color base, which I, I do think we should buy black and do everything black. But the reality is, um, every, we can't buy every item in the black community because we don't we don't dominate every um, every industry. But as long as you are conscientious and like you said earlier, mom, you know, don't support you know, like you said, Home Depot people who um, are at poor open and, and and basically supporting who are not supporting us um, and there's, a, there's several other ones I have a list like I, I, when I buy toilet paper I do not buy um, the, the toilet paper that most people buy because they're actually owned by the Ku Klux Klan when you, when you do your research <laughs> is it the Koch you brothers will, you're referring to I think so I yeah it's northern yeah, it's Northern Quilt or something. Northern I, Quilt, and then the other one. No, that's those are those are Coke uh, brothers. Uh, one of the Coke yeah. brothers actually passed, but yeah, the Coke brothers. I just call it Mom Kuklas. I know that's ignorant, but I don't. <laughs> what do you <laughs> call it? I just said Kuklas. I just, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm saying it to being joking, but it's not a joke. Um, mm-hmm. Like you have to be real intentional who you're spending your dollars on um and why and this is like i said this is a great time because there's so many brands out there that are shipping and have really great deals and that you can see who the owners are the founders are what they stand for you know and and support people who support you regardless of what side of the you know color wheel they live on but if they are supportive to to you or your community then that's who you support because they support you yeah and i also want to do a a shout out and respect and love and honor when i you know for the folks who are you know that are out there that are working many of us that like myself as a professor I'm, i'm working remotely but when i go to the supermarket i just went to the supermarket earlier and the, the, I look at them and I just tell them, thank you for your service. Just like when I, you know, deal with my students who uh, have and done three and four tours. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I say, thank you for your service. And just like the postman, I heard my neighbor thanking the postmaster, you know, the postman for delivering the mail. You know, yep. it's, and I saw it, just a shout out and the nurses and the, the medical yeah, staff yeah. and, and all the folks who are out there is, you know, you're doing a tremendous job and, and we appreciate you. We love you and we thank you for your service and we just pray that this pandemic um, keeps you well and healthy yes. and your families are are well and healthy as well as because it's you know this is an unprecedented uh, time that we're under I don't think anybody in anybody's lifetime uh, even uh, some of the older Americans or older people I should say because this is a global conversation but just wanted to shout out to them no, you're right. And my my husband is one of the frontline workers um, yes, in the flight, flight industry. And so um, it's really important that, you know, the people who are in the front lines, that they 
they that they do all of the things they can do to protect themselves and to protect their families. That's right. Um, because you know, if you know, let's just say um, uh, the pandemic affects, let's just say, a grocery store, then that 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 really affects the whole community. Yeah. You know, and and the families connected to the community. So it's just really important that we give our respect, love, prayers. Um, to them because they deserve because they're they're not at home chilling like the rest of us who are home who have the I call it a luxury to be mm-hmm. home you know mm-hmm. people are complaining about being home but it's a luxury to be home you know, and you know it, it is and, and I just wanted to mention no disrespect to some of the celebrities but I was you know when sometimes you get <laughs> bored you turn on the TV right and <laughs> I, I forget, I think it was The Real Talk or one of those shows. And she was complaining that, um, you know, that I think one of her, um, what do they call it, veneers was, you know, where they can't run to the dentist <laughs> mm-hmm. because their veneer got loose or their nails. They're saying, well, I have to do my own nails now. And, oh um, and oh my goodness, I have to do my own makeup. And I said, ain't this about a bunch of, <laughs> you know, and I think about the air. <laughs> And I'm saying, how superficial are you, you know, uh, to be complaining about the fact that, you know, your your smile that you paid thousands of dollars to get that that smile for. And I know when you're in the industry, you got to keep your teeth up. I get that. Um, but, you know, to complain about your nails and your hair and, uh, you know, it's just so, yeah. so superficial. And, oh, you got to do your own laundry, you know, because they don't trust people coming in their house, never knowing if they could have COVID. So they're doing so. I think one of the, the <laughs> <laughs> one of the hosts said, uh, he said, uh, he said, well, what, what is it like doing your own laundry? He said, oh, he said, it's unbelievable. It got a, oh <laughs> and I'm saying this is so superficial. So we do live in counter worlds, as they say. We live in different, <laughs> <laughs> we live in different bubbles, as Bill Maher says all the time. Yes, and, we you do. know, that's the last thing that I'd be, you know, that I'm thinking about is, oh, who's going to do my nails? And, you know, yeah. so, and I know a lot of industries are, you know, they're, they're hurting. And that's why I think uh, in Atlanta, the Georgia govern, governor did a really horrible thing by opening up uh, stores. And I saw this social media post that was so disturbing um, because they opened up a sneaker store with uh, Michael Jordan's new sneakers. Do you know there was a line? It was crowded. You're going to buy sneakers and expose yourself to a deadly pandemic virus to buy some friggin' sneakers? <laughs> so and I, and I'm saying, and that was one of the stores and the smart people like Killer Mike he has a lot of um, barbershops, I think, and in, in, in some salon shops. I forget. He owns a lot of stuff out there. He did not open. He, you know, yeah. he let his people know we're not opening. Uh, I don't care what the governor it's, it's, says. It's, I, and, I, and I hear that. And it's so funny because I feel completely sad for those entrepreneurs in those industries because they don't qualify for unemployment. They don't qualify for a lot of the things like when they want to go to get to get those SBA loans because those big corporations took the bulk yep. of the fundings away um, they are shit out of luck so I, I understand their dire need to feed their families mm-hmm. and their desire to 
bring income into their home because, you know, they their their bread and butter is right. here in service and in services serving exactly. people, and so it's it's a, it's it's a, a catch twenty two. So I understand. Yep, I understand the urgency for for these kinds of, for these type of uh, business owners and um, service folks who this horrible it's a horrible position to be in and i had a client meeting with one of my um my script my screenwriter Mm -hmm. clients recently who um basically just got a job right before the pandemic hit and um when they got that they they got the job and a week later they were laid off so when they went to get unemployment Mm -hmm. Um, they did not qualify That's for right. unemployment to do it online. And so they have to call it in. So they were trying to get unemployment for the previous job they had that they had longer time from. So because it wasn't like, you know what I mean? It was like, it was a different situation. So they were told when they tried to do it online, they had to call. Well, this client of mine has been calling for a month mm. and a half. Mm-hmm. Every time they call, the line is busy. There's no recourse for this particular client. Mm-hmm. So that is the real situation of people, you know, who um, are not able to provide for their families. And, you know, so they have to go retort to risking themselves in their homes or their businesses mm-hmm. so they can feed their family it's like you know it's like one of those the moral issue it's like you know stealing bread to feed your family you know yes it's illegal but the moral aspect of it is like they have to have survive options. well the, the thing is just yeah. like with that store that i saw and i i definitely i agree 100 percent um but the store that they you know if you are going to open up a store in the middle of a pandemic at least enforce strict social distancing procedures and everybody was crowded up Kai there there was no like if you're going to be outside just like when I was driving today and people were outside the bank and and I just say thank god for me having online banking (laughs) I just I just said thank goodness I've been doing this for over 10 years and I saw but but they had social distancing so everybody was safe you know the the line was was around I mean, the corner I think that that just make yeah i think that those guidelines are important but i also think it's just an i don't think that it's going to keep people safe because you know social distance does not guarantee that you won't get it it reduces the right. risk well know? any reduction and is worth saving a life though kai yeah yes that's what i'm saying we have to separate we have to understand that isolation is keeping you safe, right? Um, Social distance is reducing the risk. Those are two different, you know, conversations. And, and And I feel like, for example, I went out with my family um, we took my children to the park the other day and I got people like calling me or messaging me saying, where's their masks? Yeah. Where, you know, and they, and I'm like, they don't need them. There's no possible, yeah, there's no possible way that my children can, can get anything when they're out in the open space under the 90 degree weather in Las Vegas with uh, with each other it's already open space like it's not like the city where you know people are on top of each other there was I nobody out there like, <laughs> i could see if they if they were scores the only people you ran into was a woman who was doing the exercising by the tree 
And you all were far away from her and you all were almost like yelling at each other. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, but but here's the thing. People have this in their head. Like if if I had a mask or if my children had a mask that somehow that's protecting them from something. And the oh what all my whole point is the mask doesn't protect you it's it's the isolation that's keeping you from you know contracting what someone may have that's you know may have correct you know and so that is what you have to prioritize so be active but isolate yourself or don't be around people you know what i'm saying um anyways (laughs) 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 because it was just so funny they were like you know, they don't have the lockdown. I'm like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And plus, you know, the, the you know, the numbers are real down in Nevada. So yeah. Oh they are? Yeah. Okay. So I didn't I have not been paying attention to those things because I've just been practicing isolation. Right. right. And so when I do when I'm forced to go to the grocery store, you know, I cover my whole body. Mm-hmm. I I um you know, they already had those um, social distancing practices here in Las Vegas. They're so amazing. Like, they only allow a certain amount of people in the um, in the grocery mm-hmm. store. They have, like, every... It's really awesome, and they're super clean. Like, I've never seen them be so clean before. They're clean anyway. Mm-hmm. They're they even are, more clean. I wish I could, I wish I could say the same here in Boston. Um, Kala, your sister... Uh, you're, mm-hmm. we we both were went into uh, the Stop and Shop in South Bay. So for people who are not familiar with Boston, South Bay is you know a part of the inner city, um, where uh, actually it's it's a very diverse uh, community where South mm-hmm. Bay is. But anyway, South Bay was in uh, it was in horrible shape. There were people that were on top of each other. The aisle that I was at, this guy was coughing. He had no mask. I We flew out. I got the hell out of that aisle. And then um, when I was waiting, you know, where they have the the the, um, the demarcation where, you know, you've got to have six feet uh, from the, the your shopping cart. And there was a guy who worked there, a staff employer, employee. And while he, while he was there, while he was working there, he had boxes that he was shelving. He almost pushed the guy that was standing on the cart out the way so he could start stalking instead of waiting respectfully. Uh, I mean, even if the pandemic wasn't happening, that was still rude. So the guy was forced to move over because, you know, when you go down the aisles, you know, you, you can only go by where the directions are, are taking you, where the, the, the um, arrows are directing you to go. And he had to be forced to go outside of that. So if any oncoming traffic was coming, he would be face to face with another shopper. So um, it, it so it was it was so bad that your sister, she called me and she said, Ma this is an unsafe place. I said, who are you telling? And we both had a lot of stuff in our car. She said, you want to get the hell out of here? I said, yeah, let's get out. <laughs> we did. I left my car right there and we got out of there. It was so unhealthy. So, you know, so the practice is, uh, when you when you think about it, we had to go out to the suburbs to, uh, to shop. Um, and of course, social distancing was awesome. You know, the the um, it was just a different scenario, different scenario altogether. So I don't even shop. Mm. I don't even shop in, in the inner city where I live. 
um, because and then they're talking about the fact that it's spreading with throughout the communities of color. Maybe that's why, you know, because people are not practicing the procedures, which is what I mentioned to you about the store that was open with Mm -hmm. Michael Jordan's sneakers. And yeah, I I, it it just for me, it just baffles me. You're going to wear your sneakers. Well, I don't I don't. Here's the thing. I think it's just really about inspiring and empowering because I think people are just really un- unconscious of it they're not they're not aware of the consumership mental illness that's what I call it consumership mental illness where they think that it's necessary to buy Louis Vuitton shoes and buy bags and like they they think it's necessary to, to, to do that like they they aspire for that and will go broke to keep up appearances that's a mental it, you know what With the way you said that Kai it certainly is it is <laughs> and our poor babies are so you know they 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 don't know and I say babies as in meaning the you know pe- young people who are going like you said they went they put themselves at risk for sneakers that's a mental illness and 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 that's for, and, and what if you and we, you know you should be holding on to your pennies because you don't know what's going to happen next financially right or you can buy them online like what the hell are people going to the store oh Everything i wish you could have seen it it was packed and it wasn't just young people. They were <laughs> older adults. I mean, they were, yeah. Well, yeah, I know that it was everybody. It wasn't, but that's because, you know, they are, they don't know anybody, you know? Activities like that is, you know, when people are, you know, groups of people who are uh, participating in this, I call it man- manic or mania type of thing, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, what do they call it? Oh, I'm trying to think of the word because I, I remember, shoot, it's a word that describes when groups of people are participating in something. Oh, yeah, I, I, yeah, know, like, yeah, I, I think I like, know what you, you know, what you mean. Almost like the sheep, but I can't <laughs> think of the right word. But it, you know what I mean? It's like they just don't know anybody. They're just following the, the yeah, word. Yeah. And they have subscribed to this belief system and their activities are, are, connected to their belief system so they're not even they're not, they're not they just know they're going to and so once yeah yep and once they are conscientious of it you know i have never bought jordans in my life <laughs> i i've never bought my children jordans in their mm-hmm. lives you know on purpose it's, it's about values like I, you, it's you, about train teaching yes, them values you're not gonna Exactly, you're not going to see that on my children. Um, my grandchildren. Not it's, it's not against Michael Jordan. I'm sitting here enjoying his documentary. It's like a 10 series documentary my husband's watching. Mm-hmm. And I've been loving it. See, you know, seeing how, you know, someone on that mm-hmm. level in, in his journey to, to, to win um, in his in his industry. Mm-hmm. Awesome, mm-hmm. inspiring, motivating, well put together. So it's not to be like, oh, anti-Michael Jordan. It's just I am anti anything that's going to cost community people three to four hundred dollars outside of you know that they can put into a life insurance program so they have millions of dollars and their whole family can benefit. when someone yeah. dies they have become millionaires right know? but you know what that comes from um i when you were uh and, and directing me or recommending to listen to the the 
the uh, red table with um Jada Pickett and Jada Will Smith. Pickett. I love her. Yeah, they, you know, I think it's amazing that she has her family on the line. And believe me, they're not talking about superficial stuff. They're talking about real, real right. issues. That's why I love their conversations. But there was, she had Mark, Dr. Mark Furman on. And uh, even though both you and I, even though I have his book, I had his book for a couple of years where he was on a PBS. Several years. Say, yeah, yes. I've had it for a while, several years. And and the only thing that was a turnoff is that he recommended, uh, you know, food management planned and included meat but aside from that he he brought no, up included yes pork. yes no no included pork not meat but pork correct but but oh. my point is and i i just want to kind of grab the book but there was one thing that he said and because you were talking about mental illness and the fact that our people yes. you know need to be thinking clear there's what they call a brain fog and that's mm-hmm. one thing that I thought Dr. Furman brought up that was really important. He talks about how do yes. you, you know, get rid of that that brain fog. And I'm hopeful that yes. I here I have his, his book right here. Uh, it's called, oh, I'm sorry, I called him Furman. It's Hyman, Dr. Mark Hyman. Sorry about that. The Outer Mind Solution. Oh, maybe that was a different doctor that Jada Pickett had. Was her, was was it Mark Hyman? I don't remember. Now you get confused. Yeah, I was just thinking. I thought it was, but it looked like him. Because, Wait a minute. If I can, yeah. if I can just yeah, just can go look. to the the red table. Well, anyways, maybe it, no. I think it was. I thought it was. Oh gosh. Oh well. Anyway, but one thing that I really, really, and truly enjoyed about. Um, Mark, Dr. Mark Hyman, is that he talked about fix your broken brain by healing your body first. So if you have people Mm. that are running around in a fog and they're not thinking clearly and the only thing that they're influenced by is, but you know, watching these flashy, uh, you know, reality shows, the Kardashians and everybody living high off the hog, having all these designer clothes, going into these, you know, elegant places, et cetera. And, and you work in a nine to five and making seven fifty an hour and you want to live that lifestyle. So if you're only susceptible or if you're only exposed to those type Hello? You hear me? Oh, all I heard is those tight. Oh, but if you're, it, it depends on what you're, what you're exposed to. And, and yep. if you're not exposed to, for example, how to live right, how to eat right. That's one thing about the Muslims I love, uh, about, you know, whether it's, uh, Minister Farrakhan or whether it was Malcolm X, who was, uh, Malik al-Shabazz, one thing that they did do that was absolutely wonderful for the black community. They talked about how to eat, how to live, how to, you know, what to do for your body so that you are thinking clearly. And and I think for the majority of folk, particularly when you think about the the diets that folks have, you know, I, I never forget years ago when I, you know, became a vegetarian, I got obsessed, Kai, with watching people what they had in their 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 carts when I went shopping. And they looked exactly like what was in their carts. If I saw a lot of sugar, a lot of flour, a lot of uh, a lot of meat, and people could barely push the carts because they were so heavy or they just looked so unhealthy. 
So, you know, so that brain fog, I think, contributes to mental illness and it contributes to you not making the right decisions. So when I think about all those folks that were outside in Atlanta waiting to get into a store, crowded up just like it was, you know, like a walk in the park and and going, they (laughs) all those folks are they're influenced by things that are, you know, fogging up their brains. So. So so there's a number of things, but you know what I wanted to also share before we go is to really talk about energy medicine, um, which I think is another area that, that is really should get some exposure where people, I was talking to um, uh, a health provider and when you get a certain age, Kai, they always want to fill you up with pills. When you tell them if you have an ailment, they'll say, oh, I got the perfect uh, pill for you for that. Um, um, is your, you know, how's your high blood pressure or how, um, what is your hearing like your eyesight, blah, 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 blah. Instead of thinking about natural remedies, they always want to do that. So medication does not take care of the root of the problem. And Mm -hmm. so recently being introduced to energy medicine and our girl, Donna Eden, uh, I have to get a shout out to her. Also Dr. Sebi. Um, who we just lost not too long ago, and some other girls who really well, is she gone? say it again and say it again. Shagan is yes, and people who are talking about chakras, meridians, and all of this other stuff. And my new person that I shared with you, whose name was Mark Khan, and he talked about you know the fact that we you know, how we need to really think about meditation and how we meditate, how we take care of our bodies, etc. I think that is the way to go. That's the way to heal our people. And the only way to heal them in the most effective way is to do. So, uh, you know, you can't just talk the talk. You got to walk the talk. And, and I think it's important. And we should have a couple of episodes that talks about energy medicine, talks about our meridians and chakras and, and invite some of your Absolutely. people that are uh, energy um, experts, energy medicine experts. Um, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, there's, there's definitely, I, it, it's so funny you said that because my whole uh, switch of awareness has gone to this quantum physics perspective and this interconnected where you know um, energy is the only reality that we truly have and everything else is a hologram you know everything else is, is not actually real and so um, I think we should have yes. a show about that because it's so powerful it's so empowering mm-hmm. You know, when you start to activate your your reality of um, of your true power, you you know, then you see the connection. So I have to admit, um, for me, when you were just talking, I wanted to respond. And you were talking about um, eating properly uh, um, and in doing those things. I have a craving for sugar, <laughs> like it's ridiculous. Like I just and then and it's like and I don't even have a sweet tooth type of thing it's like oh I want a cake or like I just there's things like food that is like cheese and different things that I just crave like all of a sudden and I know that I'm not as healthy as I should be 
and I know better because my mother, <laughs> you, I remember going to the grocery store with you and you getting spinach and you getting broccoli and you getting onions and tomatoes and 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 I was like, Mom, can I get this? And you know, I was Kool-Aid or something. You hell no, you you would not you would not like I remember seeing sugar and like mom can we get sugar no you did not allow sugar you did not allow juice you know different type of so we didn't have soda we had water and a hundred percent juice and that was the only <laughs> flavor I was allowed and I and that's how I am with my own children like you know in our house we only buy water so I kind of come away with like gone away from whole food eating for myself and I don't know if it was just you know when you're when when I had these children I would just have these crazy cravings and I'm like oh I need chips (laughs) (laughs) but recently I have been super intentional with what I'm putting in my body um and I have felt Mm -hmm. better and going back to that um fog that you know the brain fog it's Mm -hmm. immediate it doesn't take a long time. It's literally, and I've tested myself. I've tested myself starting my day, having my ginger water, my warm ginger water in the morning, you know, not eating until like around 11 or 12, eating a healthy meal. And then I'll, all of a sudden I'll have something. I'll be like, oh, I'm craving something. And then I'll buy into the craving. And then I feel <laughs> like, yeah. like, it's a good yeah. connection. Or all of the energy I had, you know, mustered up and activated, did my affirmations, did my workout and this. And as soon as I make a bad food decision, that does taste good, by the way. I'm like, this is good in the moment. I feel like it's going to So, um, <laughs> it is a connection. And I have been testing myself. So, anyways, I'm saying I've been really focused on optimum health for my body, soul, and spirit. And part of my new consciousness is improved health um improved eating habits improved and again it's not perfect but at least i'm, I'm trying to be conscientious right. of it and that's the and just doing that you get immediate that's right that's right your body and it's not like 10 years from now a year from now no it's the exactly same Exactly. And, and, you know, and, and just to follow our ancestors, because some of the uh, energy medicine workouts that they, you know, that they recommend uh, come from from Africa, from ancient Africa. Uh, they talk about the Egyptian yes. stretch and and all of those things. So, yes. you know, we you know, we were the way we were the light. You know, as much as they try to damage our, our our reputation and make it seem like we're the darkies, we're the the ones who are the savages, etc. You gotta, you know, you've gotta really think about exactly, exact exactly. Mm-hmm. So I'm, um, you know, again, it's it's you know, it's studying, you know, back in the day and comedic uh, medicine and some of the the ways that our people. I mean, they, you know, back in the day, we're talking about thousands of years ago. They had um, uh, conducted. Uh, sophisticated operations on their heart. They just showed a, a mummified mummy, a African uh, queen that they saw when they actually dug her up, uh, the archaeologists. And I'm, it, it's too bad that more of our people are not digging this up because I, I, I always have a problem with all these people from know. different from Europe that are doing this. But anyways, they're making it public. Uh, but And they found out that she had a sophisticated uh, heart uh, um 
uh, procedure done. So, you know, so we, you know, so I'm starting to get into, you know, some of the of the ancient African medicines that, you know, that they have that, you know, that they're sharing, uh, you know, in these books. So we have to be conscious of that because I'll tell you, this pandemic has made my priorities change from, you know, being hungry as an entrepreneur. Yeah, I'll always be hungry as an entrepreneur because being independently wealthy and being an independent businesswoman has always been a goal. And by partnering with you as my daughter and my son-in-law, it's just, it's like a blessing. But the most important thing is to stay healthy and not just healthy, but healthy in body, mind and spirit. So on that note, Miss. On that note, (laughs) we said we're going to just do a little bit and we like almost an hour. That's how we roll, Kai. What can I say? Well, it's it's, uh, 47 minutes uh, going on 50, 48 minutes. And um, I just want to say, you know, thanks a lot for, you know, for really um, inspiring me uh, to be a part of these conversations with mother and daughter, because I just love them. I just love them. And I'm so glad that we get to share them with the world. (laughs) Yeah. This is just a snippet of our dialogue. Absolutely. Love you, girl. Um, Thank you. Love you too. And thanks for listening, everyone. And um, if you want to connect with Deborah and I, um, I am, what am I? What's, oh, I'm on Instagram. I'm Miss Kai Sharif. And what are you on? Instagram? I don't even know. Isn't that funny? The Instagram account. But if they are interested in checking me out, I'd love for them to check out my books, Deborah Sharif on Amazon.com. And yeah, or, you know, get a hold of me, Grandpa yeah. Stories at gmail.com um yeah so definitely but signing off but anyways kai let's do this again and let's you know have a another episode i know our fans will probably be saying when you're gonna have that episode on medicine on energy medicine and how to take care of our body mind and soul (laughs) and so um having said that next thursday we can do that sounds like a plan all right sweetheart all right we'll take care kiss my uh grandchildren for me and tell my son-in-law i love them all right. Until next time. Peace. <laughs> Signing <All right>. off. <laughs>